This is the Tropic Panis Gamers Podcast, episode 25. Memories of an Orchestra Girl. I occasionally mention that I used to play the violin. I played the violin before I played the piano. I could read music from the age of three, but I picked up the violin at age four at school, so I had the school lessons with the school teacher. The teacher left a lot to be desired, and in the end, she actually screwed up my future as a violinist because by grade five, I still couldn't do the vibrato technique. So for those of you who aren't musical, vibrato on a violin is when they're shaking their hand while playing each note to give it a a more sort of vibrant reverberating sound, if that makes sense. So I wasn't able to do that. So my violin music sounded a bit rubbish and lacklustre. It was too plain, it showed no style or feeling to it, it was just kind of wooden, which is funnily enough what my piano teacher once said to me, that I was too wooden. Obviously I've got the style and the movement now, as a teacher I can teach that, but as a violinist I was stuck. And in the end I ended up resenting the violin and giving it up. That wasn't the intention though. My dad always wanted me to be the next Vanessa May. Vanessa May was the height of popularity in the mid-90s and her electric violin, we had her album and we used to listen to it on the way back from the grandparents. I always remember driving back in the dark, my dad with his Vanessa May soundtrack on and we'd, we'd be listening to Brooks Scottish Fantasy or Classical Gas on the way over the woodhead. The memories were fond but in the end, I couldn't carry on with the violin. I actually ditched the violin for the viola when I was 16 because my teacher that was private by then told me that the viola was an easier instrument. So I took what I thought was the easier route. And by the end of my education on the viola violin, I was just about able to do a, a slight vibrato, but it was nowhere near the standard it should have been for a supposed grade eight standard viola player. I never had the exams on paper. I was the whiz kid who got grade five at age 11 on the violin, but I never went further than that. So my private teacher who had me throughout secondary school had apparently fallen out with ABRSM, which was the exam board we generally used. And therefore she would not enter any of her students for their exams with ABRSM. And at the time, I believe there was no alternative Obviously as a teacher now I know there's various exam boards and I could have pursued it myself but my teacher refused to put me in for any exams. So essentially I had nothing to work towards for a few years and then when I went to university I actually took first study viola thinking it was the easy route because piano was my strongest instrument and that backfired tremendously when I failed performance in first year. But this isn't about university, this is about my orchestra memories. So between the age of 9 and 18, I was actually in my local youth orchestra. I started age 9 in the junior bit of the orchestra, where I was a second violinist. For those not as familiar with how an orchestra works, the string section comprises first violins, second violins, violas, cellos and double basses. And then you've got the brass, the woodwind, the percussion um, behind. So... I was a second violin first and we were in pairs so they were called desks and the one on the outside 
would turn the pages and the one on the inside was kind of the leader of your desk so they were in charge of the music and the one at the front was the leader of the section when I progressed to first violin the leader of that section became the leader of the orchestra so they'd be the ones standing up at the beginning of the concert to get the oboe to tune everybody else I always wondered why the oboe was used to tune, but apparently the oboe is used to tune because it's the hardest instrument to tune itself, so everybody else finds it easier to tune themselves, apart from the oboe. Being part of the orchestra presented me with quite a lot of opportunities across the years, although I was one of the few kids that came from a local comprehensive kind of standard secondary school. In the orchestra, there was plenty of grammar school kids and private school kids and school of music kids, and they all came together to create this community, which was a fantastic orchestra. There was the junior string orchestra and the symphonia, which was the intermediate orchestra, and then the symphony orchestra, which was like the almost gateway to pro musician. And you worked your way up over the years, and by the time I was 18, I was a viola player in the symphony orchestra. My parents, being the hoarders that they are, managed to keep all the old programmes of the youth orchestra concerts. They were quite fancy back then, for late 90s, early 1000s. And we used to rehearse in Stockport. And every Christmas, we'd have a fancy Christmas concert. And originally, it was in the Halle's old venue of the Free Trade Hall. But well, the Bridgewater Hall in Manchester was built in 1996 and I think 1997 was our first concert where we actually used the Bridgewater Hall and every subsequent year since 1997 we used the Bridgewater Hall as our Christmas concert venue. Often the youth choir would join us as well for a big fanfare ending and we'd usually finish with something like sleigh ride with the big horse noises at the end and that always made me laugh. Originally when we started playing concerts I wasn't really nervous because I was there from age 9 and it wasn't until 13 that the anxiety really started to set in. When I was 9 I could have quite easily been described as quite cocky and arrogant at times but I was a confident violinist and that was key to getting in the orchestra in the first place because you had to audition to get in the orchestra and later in my teams I wouldn't dream of auditioning for anything because that was my worst nightmare standing on the spot with the tension on me but back then you didn't really have a choice you were either in it or you weren't I remember one audition where Enrique Iglesias's album was out and I was just listening to that with my headphones in until it was time to be called I think that was my mid-teens by then but there was these little side rooms that you used to sit in and your parents would be with you Sometimes it was my mum, sometimes it was my dad, and they'd be encouraging me and telling me I could do it, and I managed to do it. But then, obviously, anxiety hit when I was 13. Yet I somehow managed to survive the orchestra until I was 18. But once you're in there, it's a lot easier to progress. It was the getting in in the first place that was the tricky bit. So, thankfully, I was confident when it all started. The Bridgewater Hall was both nerve-wracking and exciting, but for those of you with anxiety, you know that nerves and excitement is pretty much the same thing. And my most sticking out memory of the Christmas concerts is the one year that BBC GMR decided to record our concert for their radio station. And I was nervous and excited, 
but that led to me having a coughing fit in the middle of the concert and I couldn't stop coughing and I was too scared to get up off my chair and leave the stage because everyone would stare at me so I just tried to muffle my cough but obviously I was still coughing and people were starting to look at me on the stage. I'm not sure the audience could hear properly because it was quite a long distance for the audience to be sat away from the stage because it's quite a big concert hall. But then it was slightly awkward when my parents listened back to the show to realise that a whole chunk had been edited out and I realised that was the bit where I was coughing. So obviously it had picked up on the recording and they'd had to edit it out to make it more listenable for the radio listeners. The concerts were generally quite fun and you had the buzz of the excitement of people getting to play to an audience and the performance side of it. I like the fact that the second half you could wear all the tinsel. So my violin had tinsel, my hair had tinsel, my waist had tinsel, you know, there was tinsel everywhere. And it was great fun. But I was still nervous because I didn't want to go and watch the concert in the first half. So a group of the orchestra members would go into the audience if they weren't in the first half or the second half and watch the concert from the audience. I would never do that. I'd go and hide in the dressing room and usually sit there twiddling my thumbs reading a book or later in teens playing on my phone because I loved playing Snake. But of course for the girls who went to like Cheatham School of Music it was second nature for them to perform in concerts. It was more out of my comfort zone because the school concerts that we had were a lot less formal and a lot less organised as well. But we still had the tinsel there at least. Most often during those concert gaps when I wasn't actually playing something I'd be sat in the dressing room hoping that someone would come and talk to me and often there'd be like that odd one person who would come and talk to me and we'd mess about for a bit and then be ready to go on and that would calm my nerves slightly. I didn't actually stay in touch with anyone from my orchestra because by the time I left school I was too nervous to stay in touch with people. There was a girl that I used to write to, like old pen pal style, and that lasted beyond my first year at university, but then it dropped off because she was the year behind and when she went to university all contact was basically lost as she discovered herself as a more of an adult. Um, there was a violinist that I made friends with back in the early days, I'm still vaguely in touch with her, but she developed ME in her mid-teens and had to drop out of the orchestra. There were two mischievous guys who used to hang around the snack bar in the break as well. I'll always remember them. One of them was my childhood friend who lived up the road. We shared lifts every now and again and his best friend was the mischievous one. He had that look about him and he always made me laugh no matter how awkward I felt. And they were with me right up until the end from pretty much the beginning as well. But I didn't keep in touch with them. I sometimes wonder how they're doing in life and I hope they're happy and doing well but I'll never know. By the time I hit the mid-teens era of the orchestra one of my ex-bullies joined. We'd actually been best friends in around year six but when I left school and went to secondary school she turned into a nasty piece of work. She was always putting me down at every opportunity because we went to the same youth club back at home and when she appeared in the orchestra she triggered my anxiety straight away. She tried to say hello as if nothing had happened and I couldn't bring myself to say hello back. I just kind of grunted at her and walked away. And she was in the orchestra until I left. So every time 
I looked in the direction of the flute, so I tried not to make eye contact with her at all. And it seemed to work because we just drifted away from each other and never spoke again. And I was fine with that. Rehearsals were always informal, but when we went off into sections, there were little workshops for each section and we really enjoyed them. But the full orchestra was where it was at. And the amount of times I nearly fell asleep because it was a Friday night and I was so tired from school. But we kept going because we had to, really. There was no option to drop out of the orchestra. You just had to keep going. And I kept going until I was 18. Our last memory as the orchestra was the opportunity to go to the Netherlands as an orchestra. We'd never been able to go on a tour before. Things had been semi-organised but never really happened. And this was the year, 2004. You get to go to Amsterdam, we get to play a few concerts across the region, we get to be tourists, we get to explore, we get to hang out at a hotel for a week, I think it was, and I took a journal with me and I journaled every bit of the holiday. It was fantastic, but it was my first time ever going abroad, so I had to get a new passport, I had to go through the airport and go on a plane for the first time which was fine in theory until I got stopped and searched at the airport on check-in because I'd mistakenly left my manicure set, which I'd thrown at the last minute in my hand luggage, and scissors were dangerous. So they confiscated my manicure set and I burst into tears in front of the rest of the orchestra. That was the most embarrassing point I'd ever had with the orchestra. Um, but once we were on the plane and in the country, everything went fine. I wasn't nervous at all and I enjoyed being there. I remember playing badminton in the courts, I remember the breakfast, I remember the food was really nice. We were on the fifth floor of the hotel and I was scared of lifts so we used to go up the stairs all the way and all the way back down the stairs. There's something about snacker jacks as well but I can't quite remember what happened with them. But I remember there was two or three packets of snacker jacks just on the windowsill outside our hotel room. I think a friend was obsessed with them. But the one thing about that holiday, or working holiday as it were, was I was the only viola player. So the pressure was on when it came to concerts. There was one concert where no one attended. So we were just basically playing to ourselves and maybe the curator of the venue. But that was fine. We did West Side Story and there's quite a big viola solo in that. So I tried to rock it out. I hope I did okay. I'll never know. But I was very shaky by the time it came round excited but nervous was never a good combination but we survived the holiday and the memories still last in my mind and the bus anthem that summer will always be Dragostea by Ozone Maya he that was my first time away from family as an adult without my parents and with friends it was fantastic and it sort of prepared me for what was to come at university because when I went to university I was terribly homesick for the first week but I made it work because I knew that it was something I had to do no matter how anxious I was I had to get through it so I just did and when I got to uni, I did join the Music Society Orchestra for a couple of years, but I was a viola player and there was loads of viola players in the symphony orchestra as well. So I lasted about a term, maybe a year in the symphony orchestra, which was the main university orchestra, which you had to audition to get into. But I dropped out because I just felt like an outcast all the time. Viola section, there was about 10 of us, which I wasn't used to being the only viola player in the youth orchestra. And they used to do something called a flying V because they were the cool kids. But I always felt really awkward and 
the amount of times I got left out in the break because I didn't want to talk to anyone. I just sat and stared at the floor most of the time. I just felt really uncomfortable going, so I dropped out without a word. And for the subsequent years that I was in the university, the director of that orchestra would always give me a dirty look, but he would never approach me and ask me if I was okay or ask me why I'd dropped out. I would have happily shared with him if he'd just asked me, but he didn't really care. He just gave me dirty looks whenever he could. The Music Society Orchestra was a bit more friendly because it was a music society and I did feel part of the Music Society for a while. I was the secretary in the society for third year and my best friend was chairperson so I really felt included in third year and that helped but I was a rubbish viola player really because I'd already failed performance by that point so I didn't really have any faith in what I was doing. I actually stopped playing a bit by the time I'd graduated from undergrad and when I did my master's degree I didn't really play the violin or viola at all. Um, I played the piano regularly where I could and I got my keyboard in 2008 when I moved in with Dr G and it was nice to get back on the piano again but no one at uni really knew I played the piano and I kept it that way. Basically because my anxiety had told me I was rubbish and I was so afraid of judgement that I just wouldn't play the piano for anyone at that point and viola went downhill as well and I just didn't play that until one random year, I think it was possibly 2013, where an old friend was putting on a concert in the cathedral and he asked me to play the viola and I was like, you remembered I played the viola? I'm flattered. So I actually agreed on the basis that he'd remembered that I played viola. Although I was a bit rusty, I managed to pull it off. Even though it, I think it was Midsummer Night's Dream and a late favourite lecturer was um, the main character and we all finished at different times on the last piece and the look of awkwardness on everyone's faces just summed up the thing. It was like, this was a mess but it was fun. And that was the last time I played in an orchestra. Would I like to play in an orchestra again? I don't know really. I love being part of the orchestra. I like being part of groups and communities and I love the feeling of belonging. But I don't think an orchestra is on my radar. I don't see myself ever doing a piano concerto or anything like that. But as a pianist, I love accompanying people. So if you're an instrumentalist or a singer and you'd love an accompanist, I'd love to jam sometime or get together, you know, collaborate. I'm always open for collaborations. Just get in touch by any of my platforms at Tropic Pianist Gamer or my website tropicpianistgamer.co.uk and I will gladly help. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Tune in on the 22nd of December for a special Christmas episode with special guest Catherine Henderson of Mini Mozarts. Bye for now.